This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. All right, it's technology with uh, Jessica and Jonathan. Welcome to you both. Hello. So, um, the, the, uh, we're going to be talking about different things, Jonathan, but just before, Jessica has returned from uh, a big fact-finding tour to the USA. Uh, so you might report on their current position in Iraq. I can talk about tablets. <laughs> <laughs> well, we covered, we covered tablets with Kira Kelly, Calpol and stuff like that. I used to love Calpol. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, you said that before. Yeah, I still it's love incredible, it. It's incredible, isn't it? You self-medicated as a baby, didn't you? Yeah, that's what's wrong with me. No, it's not at all. Uh, I just... I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about Anyway, what, what, what tablet did you see in America? So Samsung last Thursday unveiled their new uh, tablets. They're called Tab S's. Um, so it's a Samsung Galaxy Tab S, and we got an exclusive look at it. So there's going to be two versions. There's going to be an 8.4-inch and a 10.5-inch of these tablets, and they are stunning. What the point of difference with these ones is um, it's all about the screen. So it's a super AMOLED screen. And for those who don't know what that term means, it means that the colours are incredibly rich. It means the whites are whiter and the blacks are blacker. So, you know, when you're watching your Netflix or whatever you watch on your tablet, you just get this crisp picture. Samsung did a very um, clever display for us. They had their current tablet and then the new Tab S side by side. And that's when you could truly see the difference in the colours. Um, it's going to be an incredibly thin tablet, so it's the same as five credit cards stacked on top of each other. That's how thin it's going to be. Battery life is going to be incredible, uh, even though it's got a powerful um, screen. What I loved about it is it's the first tablet of its kind in that it can accept calls. So say if my phone rings right now, I can answer my call and take the call on my tablet without having to use headphones or anything like that. So I can literally set it up so that any calls that come to my phone get forwarded onto my tablet. So say if my phone is in the sitting room and I'm in my bedroom, you don't have to go and get your phone. It's very cool. Also, if it's I, the only tablet that does that it. can do this. Also, uh, Apple's bringing the A9, they, they're but bringing it in iOS yeah. 8, yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, also, if I'm on the phone to you and I'm, if you're saying, okay, well, let's go for dinner, where will we go? And I want to send you directions while I'm on the call to you. I can open up a new window. I can open Google Maps and I can send you the location of where we want to go, and that'll get sent to you via SMS. So it's all about bringing, like we all say, you can, you know, multitask on tablets, you can multitask on phones. This is bringing that into action now. Dare I ask how much this is going to set us back? Okay, this is the impressive part. The uh, the pricing that we're going to look at for the 8.4 inch one is 399, and for the 10.5 inch one, that's 499. It's not that's bad. significantly cheaper than an iPad and that's some of the other tablets. At the I be, yeah, I I'm not. I forget what I paid for the iPad, but it's a good few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I have to say one. Yeah, and I think I paid a lot of money for it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know what? I I had both of these in my hand, and I have to say, the 8.4 inch tablet is the ideal kind of companion device. So if you have a smartphone and you have your computer at home or your laptop in work or whatever it is, 8.4 is a great size. It can just slip into your pocket. The uh, accessories that are going to come with this are awesome as well. There's a really cool uh, cover, like a very thin book cover that adds no weight or any thickness onto the device, but it protects it. And then also there's a really cool keyboard too that connects via Bluetooth, but it closes over on top of the screen. And again, it's sticks in. Um, so I was really impressed. We're going to have hopefully these devices in studio very soon. But just to give you the headline spec, um, it's a 1.9 gigahertz processor, 3 gigs of RAM. You can bump that up to 128 uh, with an SD card, 16 gigs or 32 gigs. 
All right, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Now, where are you, Jonathan, on this? Because, I mean, Jessica is obviously madly excited and all that sort of madly stuff. You bring a certain amount of calm uh, <laughs> to the proceedings. Sure. Uh, uh, well, I, I've been reading a lot about um, Apple's iOS 8 and what they're planning on doing. And, and if iOS 8 is the operating system that is on my phone, my iPad, and so on. You probably have iOS 7. iOS 8 is the one on the way, which will start to do a lot of that sort of um, synergy between you, if you have a Mac Device. at home or you have an iPad or you have a phone that, that idea that if say for example you're writing an email on your Mac someone calls you and you have to go, run out the door you can continue exactly where you finished off on your phone it's all synchronized and it's instant as if, almost okay. like you, you know if you've ever had a, a chat room in, in Facebook it's, it's immediate synchronizing across your devices same thing you can answer your phone calls on your Mac and, and your phone and I'm surprised actually it's taken this long yeah. for, for the, the because it, it's a real um, it's a really obvious way of keeping people on your brand. So Apple obviously want people to be using iPhone, Mac and their iPad. But is this I'm surprised the, it's taken so long. Is this the end of the laptop now? Uh, having just bought uh, a, a MacBook Air in when it was in America where it's much cheaper. Um, I... I, I it's, it's difficult to say. People have been talking about the death of the laptop for a long time, yeah. but uh, they still. I, I would imagine the majority of our listeners still have a laptop for work. They might have a, a, a tablet too, but you know, when you when you want to access your Windows programs, for the most part, most people are looking at um, a, a laptop still. Although the Surface does address yeah, a lot the of those Surface kind of Three is going to be another kind of you know nail in the coffin of the laptop. I would say, yeah, but but it, there's a tremendous comfort. Like about the laptop with the screen and... Uh, but I had mm. that with my Surface. So when I went to America last week, the only device that I had, I had my phone and I had my Surface. And I didn't miss a laptop. I didn't miss a desktop or anything like that. It did everything I needed it to do. I could file back. I could edit my audio. You know, it ticked every box, really. Yeah. But right. what about typing? How do you type on your Surface? I have the non-touch. You can get two versions of the keyboard with the Surface Pro 2, which is the device that I have. And I have one that actually has actual buttons. I said actually twice in that sentence for no reason. But it has buttons that you can press as opposed to sort of the very delicate But, but where is uh, ZigZag? Or, uh, the Zag Folio. The Zag Folio. The Surface is. actually comes with a version of the Zag Folio. Because it's, it's the Zag keyboard. Folio, we... we Maybe last year or the year before, we voted one of the great additions. Yeah. And this is where you actually have your conventional keyboard fitted so neatly with Into your device, iPad yeah. and holding fits up nicely. I, I, I'm, I'm going to buy one for my uh, solicitor because I was talking to him. He's tapping away with one finger on the screen oh, of his iPad. Mm. It's also painful to watch though when you see somebody typing yeah. a big long email at one finger. It's like, well, I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. I want to go Jonathan for a bit of excitement. Now, you, you've, been, you've been on about drones quite a bit recently. Mm. And I had a, a, a political expert on the show at Quartz 5 yeah. who's talking about drones bombing the the, the Sunnis in, in Iraq, right? Yeah. These aren't bombing drones you're talking about. Bombing no. So I've spoken about uh, drones and the questions that they, they are beginning to pose for, for uh, governments and local... Yeah, yeah, so uh, essentially right now it's very simple to guess a quadcopter, which is a four-propellered um, uh, helicopter thing that you can attach a HD camera and you can, you can uh, Send it fly it anywhere. Uh, batteries tend to last about half an hour 
HD quality um, footage goes wherever you want it to go. You'll see great examples of that in our future-proof trip to French Guiana and uh, the Northern Lights. And you had this little drone, yeah. and you were taking pictures of British Guiana. Yeah, we were able to. We were able to take amazingly cinematic shots of of huskies, you know, threading their way through Norwegian fjords from above. In British Guiana, Norwegian in, in, fjords in, in, and huskies. No, this is for Northern Lights, but oh, um, right, but right, but uh, uh, overhead shots of the Amazon, all that sort of stuff. This Sorry, is I, I, your your geography is a bit all over the place. You've gone from British Guiana and then suddenly huskies, huskies whipping down the Amazon. I mean, come on now. Bit of accuracy. So this please. is... Well, no, they're two separate places. Oh, French right. Guiana and, right. and uh, right. Tromso in Northern Norway. Okay. So um, th- this is a, a new development. It's called AirDog. You can see it at airdog.com and it allows you to have one of these um, devices follow you as you uh, go along a certain path. So if you're someone uh, who likes to film, as I do, uh, your slopes down the ski uh, ski routes, if you're a surfer who wants to be able to have a helicopter film as they surf along the oceans, this is the most incredible gadget for like gadget freaks George right you press a button and it launches from the coast goes up finds where you are on the coast finds it. finds where you are on the coast and then stays at the desired attitude using the tracker to point the camera where you so, are so if you were on an airplane and you crashed on an uninhabited island right and your Mayday signals hadn't gone out, you could put up your drone and you'd be able to find yourself. That's exactly what it was built for. <laughs> that exact scenario. The, obviously, the range it isn't that far, but it's, it, you know, it's up to a couple of kilometers. So uh, the, the, the ability to film yourself now, because, you know, the selfies was the year of 2013. It was the hashtag of 2013, right? Uh, to be able to do this sort of stuff, and there's a huge amount of applications for it, um, to be able to film yourself and from from right. from the air, and then have if it runs out of battery, it goes back to the coast and, and lands itself. And where again. do I get it? Airdog.com. If you're if you're in any way into you know filming this is or into scary. Uh, Jessica, are you not? Uh, but awesome. you don't have concerns about privacy. I have no you? concerns on life. No. Do you have any concerns about privacy? Like not really. Why? I, do you know what? Not particularly, because I think if there's information about you on the internet, it's going to be found out one way or another. So my sort of thought process is don't do anything that you wouldn't want to be found out. Do you know that way? Like, I don't understand what the big concern is. <laughs> like, hold on, I'm at home. No, explain to me what the big concern is. <laughs> I tell you, I'm at home. Had a couple of bottles of wine watching, watching stultifying soccer in the World Cup and yeah you can only watch it by drinking bottles of wine Mm. and then I won't make the bathroom on time so (laughs) whisk out to the back back garden and suddenly there's a drone overhead. Well if you pee on the streets you deserve to be embarrassed into not doing it again. No my own back garden I'm entitled to do what the hell I like. No I disagree. No but couldn't there be a drone over me while I'm in my back garden? Yeah but George you could be doing that at the moment like if Google Google Maps are recording the day that you decide to go to toilet in your garden. It doesn't. It, I mean, okay, I'm slightly exaggerating, no, 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 but, but but I mean, you could be you could be engaged in absolutely innocent in activity. What about if the lovely England decides to sunbathe topless in our back garden, and the next minute a crazed drone is zipping <laughs> over there? <laughs> well, there's no, a whole you, other issue. Now, now, uh, so, 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 defenders of this technology, the argument they use is. 
People could just put a, 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 a steady cam or a, a video camera that you can buy in the shop on a pole and do the same yeah. thing. So there is no real difference between what, you know what we do now and what you know we do with drones. But I, I think you know there's interesting questions to be to but be asked. And, 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 and where is this all going to go? Are we all yeah. going to have drones going everywhere? No, I had a really this is okay. interesting. I had an interesting conversation with Tom Malloy just before six o'clock. I heard it. He's, yeah, he's the business editor of the Independent. Now, when your pal. Uh, Jessica Google went down a particular street to yeah. film it, right? They do a kind of a drive-by or something it's called. Yeah. Now, if four years ago when they did that, the house was a tip. Yeah. But meantime, you had gone in, spent a lot of money refurbishing it or so on. Suddenly somebody sees it and says, well, I'm not going to, that house is up for sale. I'm certainly not buying it. Um, I mean, there are issues. No, no, that. no. Hang on a second. That's not what the Google thing is. The Google thing is so you can find your way down a street. You're not going to try and show off. Like, you don't get a notification saying Google are going to drive down your street. Make sure you, you know, you cut back the hedges and you paint the walls. That's utter nonsense. But you can't, don't they have the front of my house on Google? Somewhere? They do, yeah. Actually, and they didn't ask my permission. Ah, George, let's not start this conversation because we're lending a row. But one thing of privacy that I'm completely against, I got a tweet today about an application and it's supposed to kind of protect kids against cyberbullying and it's an app that you install on your child's phone. It's called Selfie Cop and every photograph that the child takes on their phone, a copy gets sent to the parent's phone. No, I don't don't think that's right. There's two parents Mm. in the three people in this room, Jonathan. Uh, if they're my child, it depends on how young they are. I would. They're saying between six and sixteen. Now, if you're giving a six-year-old a smartphone, that's another conversation as well. Mm. But I just think, you know, either you trust trust your child or you don't. And if there's any question, you <sighs> trust. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, you know, what 14, do I know? fourteen to sixteen, maybe ten to thirteen. What do I know? No, no, it's an issue know. here. Like my childhood was different, obviously mm. technologically. Uh, wise but there were an enormous number of things I did between 6 and 16 which I wouldn't want my parents to know about now there's not much difference what the child might get up to with a camera from me at a similar age the problem is it's the photographs that, that, that could be shared and how quickly they can destroy Yeah, like a, things like Snapchat and all the rest. Like, this app, it monitors things like Snapchat and WhatsApp, so any photograph that comes into the device gets sent on to the, the parent's phone. Right, okay. But I just think, you know, that's the, that's the level of privacy. I just think whatever right. about you, know, the big bad world knowing about you, you need to have your personal space, I think. I think you do. I want to talk to you about something because it's of interest to me. Um, I was in uh, Texas on my holidays, yeah. and Ireland were playing Argentina. Yeah. And uh, Conor O'Shea, I happened to meet over there, and he said, oh, we can watch the Ireland game. And I said, how can we watch the Ireland game? And he said, we go into WYSIWYG or something. And I'd never heard of WYSIWYG. But you can go into this uh, thing on your laptop, and lo and behold, every match in every sport you can get. Yeah. Right? Now, the 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 legitimate, if I can use that word, television companies are fighting back like RTE. They are, absolutely, yeah. What so do they do? Up until now, um, you ha- you just haven't been able to watch uh, these sort of um, services, which have been very frustrating for expats. Um, Outside who, Ireland, yeah, if who, you try and watch them. Similarly on Sky, Sky will say to you, you can't watch this. You have no right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, uh, RTE and GAA, GAA Go, 
online streaming services started bringing on-demand GAA games to a global audience. Um, this is from SiliconRepublic.com. Um, basically, they've been trying this for a while, but now if you are in another country, if you have a friend who's interested in keeping in t- uh, a, a, a up to date with all of the GAA games, um, they can watch them uh, through the RTE player, which provides streaming to an international audience. Right. I'm surprised it took so long, but it's great to see uh, that this service is being offered to people, that they can now right. watch it without having to fiddle with, you know, uh, DNS servers to try and uh, fake their way through the internet to be able to buy right. and pay for the, the content properly I think it's great so if you if you do have someone who's been dying to watch Kerry or, or Donegal um, you know strip their stuff they can do so now okay. to you play. now Jessica they, you mm. brought some new technology to the office which I want you to desist from uh, um, you sent me notes and you've stapled them with some kind of new technology stapler. I don't like sta- <laughs> I don't like notes that are stapled. Why? I don't. I've been doing it for three years and uh, that's the first I time like now. First time he's read them. What <laughs> I want to say is, is that every Thursday on the Irish Independent yeah. Insider you have a tech article. That's do you? right, yeah. Every Thursday every in Thursday. the colour section. Uh, yeah, there's a pull-out magazine called Insider. Right. Are you I, in the pull-out? I'm in the pull-out. I've yeah. got a piece it's called very Tech good. Insider. It's very good, Jonathan, I must say. But this week you were talking about certain applications. Yes, uh, just because it is coming into summer season and, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, what's the best one to look up for flights or if I uh, if I don't have the iPass app on my iPhone, if I have an Android device instead. So I've kind of done a rundown of the top apps that you should download. And here's kind of a few that I think you should rec- uh, you should check out. Firstly, before you go, if you're booking your holiday, Skyscanner is an awesome app. Uh, I know that you've used the website before, but if you download the app, it'll scan through flights on all... All the major and airlines. It'll get to the wrong flight on the wrong day at the wrong money. Do not believe that any is stuff. just you. No. Yes. <laughs> you look so so offended. No. Like Skyscanner <laughs> will say. Ever. No, no. Skyscanner will say. Or, and all these apps, you know, so we got a great flight to Atlanta, you know. And then suddenly, when you try and buy that flight, you discover it only goes on the 29th of February every four years and is only available to, you know, follically challenged people under the height of five foot six. I mean, the what's pro- wrong with people under five foot six? I'm just simply saying that. What these applications do is they don't give you the small print. And airlines, airlines are masters at small print. I had the experience on my way to America. Uh, uh, USA, I would say they've merged with Americans so that you have complete freedom between two airlines, right? So I say. the, the, oh, I, I don't want to go on that flight. I know I bought a ticket, but I go on another flight uh, at a later time. Oh, well, now that's American, and uh, they have different seats. So the net effect was that the cost of the tickets, there were three flights, doubled mm. when I wanted to change. And so Skyscanner and these kind of apps don't tell you that. Airlines, buying tickets is a minefield. Hotels, on the other hand... Tell me about hotels. I'm afraid to now, but okay. Yes. Uh, Hotel Tonight, if you are kind of indecisive about where you want to go, Hotel Tonight is a great app. If you download, um, it'll tell you, it'll give you a number of rooms at really good rates. So whether you want to go posh 
or cheapo, depending on your budget. It'll give you tons of options. Uh, it has uh, rooms all over the world. It's a really handy app to have. Um, oh, stop. If you if you put in, are there uh, flies on, on the sandwich? It doesn't cover that. So suddenly you get this super rate at Hotel Deluxe. And you go into Hotel Deluxe, as it happened to me in Atlanta last week. Jesus I go into Christ, did anything not happen to you in I Atlanta was, last week? Come on. It was the trip from hell. I stayed in the airport at the Hilton, the Hilton, at the airport in Atlanta. It was a hotel from hell. Did you not trip advisor it? Wait, you should read my review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> 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 so good at Google it. Please, can somebody so find that review? Oh, yeah, read my review on TripAdvisor about the Hilton Hotel in at Atlanta Airport. And right. You know what? Good for you for actually contributing to the, to the, you know, to the online community. Yeah, no, I do like I totally TripAdvisor all the time. Yeah. Um, another app, if you're flying out of, the Dublin, of Dublin's airport, uh, the Dublin app, the Dublin Airport app is great. It's a free app. You can download it. If you're driving and intend on parking at the airport, it'll uh, let you take this image of your car and then it'll give you a monitor. So if you're away for two weeks, you can check in on it and make sure your car is safe. Wow. Uh, also, it'll tell you if, what the queues are like as well. So if you are running idea. late, I like it. it'll let you know how long the like security it. queue is. It's very cool and it's free, which is awesome. Uh, an app that I'd be lost without is the Kindle app. So, uh, readers, if you uh, have a smartphone or a tablet, download the Kindle app. It's completely free, and you get a massive selection of books. Um, no, the books aren't free. It's only the app is free. So that you do get I was some literally, free books. if I had to just finish my sentence before right. you both jumped in, that's what I was going to say. Uh, one app that didn't work, unfortunately, was the Jetlag Rooster. So, I don't know about you, George, because you've been to America a lot, but uh, I suffer like dreadfully with jet lag. I Why can, does that not surprise me? Because I'm just a moan in general. No, it's, it's but, uh, a, coming back is worse than going over. Yeah. West to east, is that it? Yeah. It's harder than east yeah. to west. Yeah. Much harder. But uh, there's this app called Jetlag Rooster, and it says that it'll help you get on the time zone to which you're traveling before you go. So it'll set you, so say if you're going to bed on a Wednesday and you're going to America on the Friday, it'll set your alarm to try and get your body in gear for going oh, to America. Yeah. Wow. How annoying is that? Well, Doesn't I, work. It's a brilliant idea. You know, you wake up yeah, at 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, get up at Fantastic. 5 in the morning and say, no, no, it's okay. It's 10 o'clock in Atlanta or whatever. Like, this is great. I'm it's feeling nonsense. It's nonsense. Well, on the basis you're not going to watch Iran and Nigeria or the USA and Ghana, you might have taped Germany versus Portugal. Close your ears. I'm going to give you the current score. The Krauts, four. The Portuguese. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Good Lord, George. Yeah, only if you're married to a German can you say that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's Germany for Portugal Ned, and they're in extra time. In other words, injury time. I mean, yeah, I've I been watching a lot of that football. Yeah, I haven't watched a, a kick. Um, I have some stuff here. Have you an update on Ubuntu? No. No. Do you know what it is? Another operating it's system. It's a phone. Yeah, it's a phone. Operating system. All right, okay. Here's one though. Warn people, says Mick and Jordan. If you have the Xperia Z. Yeah, I know all about this. I have the same issue. Do not update to KitKat. It's made the phone useless. Overheating, short battery life, loss of GPS, the screen won't dim, also stuff. Okay, I have a tip for you here. So I, I read about this because I had a similar issue on my phone. If you, could, if you have Skype or any application that uses your camera, 
uninstall it for the time being until they have these bugs fixed because what's happening or from what I've read what's happening is that the operating system can't read when these applications are using the camera and when not when they're not so it's draining the battery and because they're constantly running it's causing the battery to overheat it's going to knacker out your battery it's going to be destroyed and you're going to need a new one so what I'd say is get rid of any apps that use the camera that you don't need urgently that aren't the native app native camera app exactly yeah I have no idea what you're talking about when you say your rhythm. I mean, how do you know whether he uses the camera? And I mean, I know well, Skype. Well, something obviously. like Skype, or if you have kind of—I don't know about Instagram. I don't know if Instagram is involved, but you know, any of these kind of apps that you put filters on your photographs or anything that would run um, any sort of video program. But who dreamt up KitKat? I want to ask and, and, and put it out there. It's Android. So we had a similar issue with um, the S3 and an right. update a few few months ago as well. So it does happen. Unfortunately, okay. it's just pain. In the I want to fly along, Richard in Dublin has a Nokia C3 is going to take the plunge into smartphones Apple or Android yes or no Jonathan uh, it's an exciting time to start with Apple um, but if you if you want more freedom Android uh, move from tablet to Chromebook don't miss tablet at all says listener interesting Frankie uh, Valley and the Jersey boys have sent us a text uh, from Waterford. Um, Frankie in Waterford says, updated iPhone to 711, can't use Viber, but he used to be able to use it. Uh, right. Maybe go into your app store and try and update the app right. and see if that fixes it. Yeah, some I, of them are only compatible with Mate, if yeah. I can describe you in such friendly terms. You have to have a license from the Irish Aviation Authority to send your helicopter over my back garden. <laughs> yeah, you ha- you do, but then at the same time, you know, you're not allowed. Uh, you know, use the phone while driving. A lot of people do it. Um, there's legislation there, but actually <laughs> tracking all the people who have quadcopters who, who have helicopters. Very difficult. Yeah. Can I mention something very quickly? Just quickly. very quickly. Um, I was at EMC World earlier on this year, and a few weeks ago I spoke to the head of EMC all across Ireland, Jason Ward, and you can find that podcast up on newstalk.ie forward slash the right hook, and there's a podcast there. I talk about self-promotion. For the show. Jason, what about the technology in the World Cup, then? Yeah, so you were talking about spoilers, and you, a light went off in my head. I was thinking about people who don't want to know what the score is because they're yeah. still at work from five to six. Uh, so um, in both Chrome and Firefox, you can download an extension. It's called Fetch TV, and it basically will block all mentions of team scores and football from your internet. So you could just use the internet as normal, and you'll be guaranteed no one's going to tell you what the score is. I think it's an absolutely genius idea. And uh, if you are someone who is very precious about being able to watch the game at home, particularly this game, which was a scorcher, by the way, I mean, that's a brilliant idea. I'd like that. Like, yeah, it's very good. I remember in the old days when the Lions would be playing in Australia or South Africa, or you'd be afraid to go out of the house yeah. because it used to come on tape delayed, right? Yeah, no, and no matter how you do it, someone no would some yeah, yeah, yeah. come up and say, George, did you hear it? You have to lock yourself in the house, you know. Yeah. Now, Eileen Gaynor in Tralee correctly guessed it was Bruce Willis who was in the sixth sense. She's going to whiz around the country in a sixth generation master, staying one night in one of Ireland's Blue Book hotels. My choice, 
Today would be Barfield House near Gorey. It's a lovely place today. I'll have another piece of advice for you tomorrow on the Blue Book. My thanks to Jessica Kelly and John Tim McRae for all that information, most of which went straight over my head. Peter Malloy was on sound, and the production team was Donald Donovan, Alex Rousseau, and Barbara Feeney. Stephen Jordan was the producer. And if you really want to be um, overcome with World Cup, the off-the-ball lads are ready and waiting. I'm back at 4.30 tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.